Uh, link is above. Bam. We're live again. No necesito más Brian, amigo, por favor. Ah. Here we go. Where? I don't see it. No shit. You don't see it here. Uh, copy. Paste. Bam. Now? Okay. Uh, welcome back. Holy cow. That was quick. That was, uh, that was, wow, look at this. It says there's 10 people watching, but there's 10 people in the chat. How can that be? What has happened to this show? Kenneth, what's up? Why am I still awake? I don't know. Hope you don't have work tomorrow. I'll tell you what, Nick. You want to know about the power rankings. You have issues. You have problems. Wow, Brian, you have a haircut. Yeah, with that in Chicago, Scott Polensky gave me a haircut. Hey, I, I, don't take this wrong. I like your hats, but you look great without a hat. You look absolutely marvelous. Thank you. Uh. Where are you? You're in a hotel room. It's 5.44 a.m. and you are in France. Madrid. So two of the three, I was correct. Two of yes. And uh, what are you doing in Madrid? Madrid Championship starts tomorrow. Oh, that's crazy. And, and tell me about this event. This is, this is, one, of the, this is one of the big daddies, right? I would say so. I think it, it, it checks that box on two fronts. It does have, uh, you know, elite divisions that have games caliber athletes and some games athletes from this past year in the field. But it's also one of the biggest uh, like community events in the world in terms of total volume of participation. Uh, in Europe, is this the biggest event in, the, in, in Europe, in the world? You know, even bigger than the semifinals, the regionals? Is this like just sheer number of participants, fans, et cetera? Yeah, in, in terms of volume, yes. I mean, it's, it's in Europe, there are competitions that are definitely like the biggest ones in each country. You know, so like the, that one that I did in Finland a few weeks ago, the last time we spoke, that's like the big one for them there now. In France, the French throwdown is the big one, even, mm. and even for their community divisions. But this one... Like, you know, those competitions will have uh, less participants overall than this will have. I'm going to see. Um, tell me some big names that are here. Sure. Um, most of these are announced on their Instagram, but they were they put a post up a few weeks ago. Uh, yesterday, I was checking in with the guys here to get an updated list to see if there had been any athletes who have uh, – registered since then or withdrawn since then. And is the biggest name that has signed up for this that was not on that origin. Probably the front runner for the women. Okay. Um, and, and really quick before you go on, how do we know uh, Karen Freyova? Uh, games athlete? Multiple times games athlete. Uh, this this year she also won the French throwdown. Uh, I was just, I was meaning to check this actually. I think she was either the Maybe the fourth highest finishing European woman at the games, and I think this was her best ever. Yeah, she was. She was. Uh, oh, fifth. She was one spot behind Annie. She finished fourteenth okay. at the games this year. Okay. But I think she might have. I'm, I, 
I was trying to remember this also. I think she has one other games appearance that's close to that, but it was it might have been in the online year. Oh, oh where she was 14th where in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14th in 2020 and 14th this year. But this year, obviously, is much more impressive. Uh, and as individual elite women. Yeah. And where does she compare, let's say, to an Emma Tall? Well, this year she finished a couple spots behind Emma, but this is the first time that Emma Tall has beaten her at the Games. And, she, and Karen's been a little bit more consistent than her in terms of qualifying year after year. So I would say their, you know, their resumes are very much on par with each other. Okay. Um, she, you know, Emma Tall has the better finish, but she has less appearances. And Karen's beaten her more often than Emma has beaten Karen. All righty. Wow. Is Noah Olsen there? Noah Olsen's here with Chandler Smith, Sydney McAlishan, and Lena Richter from Oslo Navy Blue. So that's a, they're probably, they're called Los Niños. They're probably the favorites to win the team division. Uh, I was looking through some of the other teams on the roster um, that could potentially, you know, challenge them. Um, why does someone, and, uh, this is off subject, but why does someone like Noah go to Europe and do this competition? Is this to, I mean, outside of the fact is, I mean, he's a professional athlete. He wants to CrossFit. He wants to show the world what he's made of. He wants to show what he can do. He's in shape. But but why here and why is a team? Is this to prepare for going teams next year at the games? Is this to fulfill sponsor obligations? Like that is a huge name to show to to, to leave the comfort of Florida, one of the best places on planet Earth. Absolutely, and obviously for Chandler, it's even a longer trip for him. You know, he's coming off of his best performance, his best season as a CrossFit athlete, second place at Rogue, top 10 at the Games, and he lives in San Diego. So it's you know quite, even a further trip to get over here. Uh, his wife came with him, Jesse, and she's, she's not on their team, but she's actually filling in on a different team. I'm not sure all the answers to those questions, but I think, you know, there's 20,000 euro first place prize money for the team. So that's not like not terrible. I think. No, like, that's great, uh, actually. Yeah, I think then they are the favorites to win that. So it probably covers the cost of the trip or close, you know, or maybe a little bit, a little bit of money in their pocket. They probably do have help from sponsors. But I also think that, you know, it's fun to it's fun to be able to do this sport in different parts of the world. You remember that Noah traveled to the Middle East to do that team of three or was it three or four male competition last year, kind of in the middle of the CrossFit Games season. Mm -hmm. even. So he's, you know, he's I think he's taking some opportunities Similarly to we saw Brent Fikowski go to Elfit last fall and dominate the competition there, but just to have the chance to compete in Egypt and, you know, a unique place to be able to do this while you still can, you know, we, you know, Yoa, Noah still seems young when you hang out with him, but he's 10 years deep in the sport. And obviously, you know, to maintain the level of fitness that's required, like that takes a toll on the body. So he may be thinking, uh, you know, take opportunities like this while I have him. Um, what was the uh, team prize money for the CrossFit Games? I'm not super well versed in that. It's a lot. It's maybe it's at least a hundred thousand dollars. I think. No shit. Are you serious? <laughs> I think so. Oh wow! CrossFit Games team comp prize. Wow. Uh. Second place, the fifth place teams at the games will receive five thousand each more than last seventy five. Oh, seventy five thousand! Wow, I had no idea it was that much. Yeah. Wow. Oh, while well, the team champion once again will earn one hundred thousand. No shit. Sorry, I'm wrong. Oh, I was right. Okay. Yeah, you were right. Wow. 
I had no idea. I was seriously the reason why I ask is I thought it would be less than twenty thousand. I had no idea that that was like. I still thought that that was just a just a podunk affiliate um, comp. All right. No, no. I mean the. I think the games, the games uh, team, and the title sponsors or whoever's you know involved in creating the prize purse are are doing a pretty good job with what they, you know, with what they have and where the sports at right now to make at least the top prizes in the in those divisions pretty, pretty, pretty good. Okay, so uh, Karen Freyova is the big name, uh, an individual uh, team, obviously Cindy Mikolish and Chandler, um, uh, and uh, Noah. What about on the boys side? on the individual uh, elite men. I'm not going to let you get away without mentioning Lena Richter. I know. Please, please. Oslo, Oslo. Thank you. Sorry. You're right. Thank you. So she's definitely the most accomplished team athlete of the four of them. And she, you know, three consecutive years making the podium at the CrossFit games. So very impressive. And I don't want to leave her out. I just want to, before we go to the men, the interesting thing is, uh, Karen's the only female in the field, I believe, who was at the games this year, at least as an individual. But the other three women that are four women who have, um, you know, maybe looking at a chance to win here. Actually, excuse me, Victoria Campos is in this field mm. and she competed at the games also. Mayhem athlete. Note, I'm very curious to see how she does here because if I'm, mis- if I'm not mistaken, and I don't spend a lot of time looking at this stuff, but someone told me that she's 13th. On the worldwide rankings, so she should be winning this competition easily, right? The worldwide rankings are the the CrossFit rankings. Yes, we should just call it that. Can we call it that? For can you help me out with that? Cross the CrossFit rank, <laughs> the CrossFit LLC rankings. Uh, and yeah. basically, basically, what you're saying is, is some those rankings needed basically a different name because they're not really a rankings of who's the best. There are rankings. They they offer a function. They offer a function within a formula that we know to be flawed. But it's not who's the best. It, that it's it's not a ranking well, for who's the is, best. It's well, a, here's here's the thing. Okay. Historic. This is CrossFit needs to, I, in my opinion, publicly communicate what their intent is. Not just with the CrossFit Games, but also with the worldwide rankings. It probably does rank the number one fittest person based on a two year picture of competition. And after that, I don't know. The CrossFit Games have always claimed to find the fittest person on earth. And after that, I don't know. Though, you know, that has been their claim. So within that context, maybe, but it doesn't take into account a lot of things that a, a, a different system potentially could. I haven't put out the rankings for 2024 yet because I'm learning a lot on this trip. So I want to do it after this trip. Another another uh, side note: Does Adler uh, Madeira's competed in the West, right? Yes, he was and first. Adler competed in the East, right? He was first. Will that will Adler's win in the East? It'll bring that additional ten thousand points to the worldwide uh, ranking. Four thousand. Oh, ten thousand from the games. Four thousand from semis. Okay, and so. Does that will that is that enough to get the East an additional person? Do we know yet? Huh. I don't. That's kind uh, of a rhetorical question. I don't expect you to have the answer for that, but that is the implication that that there there could be some significant movement there. Or by significant, one would be significant if it added one, right? 
in that system, yeah, adding just one is is quite difficult to do. I think that there's going to be an overhaul of the system and the distribution method, at least you know based on what Eubanks has said in the past. He hasn't spoken so, publicly in a already, while. Already? That's just a, we just started that one. <laughs> but he has said that there's room for re- improvement and refinement. Okay. We, we know that that's true. Okay. And so, I mean, if you know that there's room to improve and there are methods that have been put out there and people who have expressed interest in contributing to that, um, why wouldn't you try to make it better? Okay. Okay. I, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. So, so make it better. Maybe not, uh, Maybe not an overhaul, but some improvements. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Better, better work. Better work. I thought you were going to be so proud of me, and then you had to point out Lena Richter, and and, and deservedly so. I thought you were going to be like, "Good job, Seven. I thought you were smiling because you were like, "Good job. You're, you're doing good here." Uh, can we move to the to, to the gentleman? Who 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 are the guys? The guys is is probably the more. Uh, fascinating one. It's very difficult to pick a favorite. I would say Yonikowski, Lazar Jukic, Travis Mayer, Uldis Upinex are probably the top four guys, but there are some others, Yorgos Kerevis, Adrian Munweiler, Luka Jukic, that will be looking to uh, kind of make a statement maybe. I mean, Travis Mayer obviously also, but he didn't miss the games for lack of trying this year. He just wasn't, uh, he needed to take some time to get healthy. Um, I think Travis will be eager to show that I can still compete with some of the top 10 guys in the world, which Lazar and Yona both were this year. Um, but those other guys that didn't make it out of Europe, I think will, you know, and generally do better in, in the, these style of competitions, I think we'll have some, something to say as well. And if you remember from last year, Anyola Kai took second in this event. He's not competing as an individual this year, but it's certainly possible for someone who you, who hasn't had the tremendous success at the CrossFit games to do well in a competition like this. Why why are there so many big name men there? This is huge. Janikowski, Lazar Jukic, uh, Uldis, Travis, Moonweiler, Luca. This is cra- this is kind of crazy. This is uh as good as a a, a semifinal. No, not any No, you, you, No. No, not with the way that it was de- developed this year. I think maybe last year, the previous year, it could have been as good as like uh, one of the two, you know, European semifinals. But you don't um, think these are all pipe? These are these are big names. These are all games athletes. I mean, I w- I'm not going to even throw it. <laughs> they are. They are right. But this year's because of the way that it was designed, you had 15 games athletes in the field at the European Championships or European okay. uh, semifinals. You know, so this is probably I would say half of that. But the prize money for winning is six times as much as the semifinal. Oh, and what is the prize money here for individual? 30,000 for first, 15,000 for second, 6,000 for third, which is still more than the European semifinal winner earned. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like these names uh, that that's, that's going to be uh, tough to pick. Uh, for sure. Oldest Travis and Lazar and Yonikoski are going to be like, wanting to win this for a variety of reasons. And it is going to be interesting. Is Travis Mayer completely healthy? I think so. I talked to him at the CrossFit games. It was nice, nice to talk to him. It was interesting to get his perspective. Jacqueline Dahlstrom is here also. She'll definitely be a challenger to Karen Frey, but both Jacqueline and Travis are athletes that I saw in Madison and spoke to them. And they said it was difficult, you know, difficult to be there with, without being competing. And they want, you know, they were, you know, wanting, obviously wanting to be out there. But they were. They also said it was motivating. And Travis, in particular, said, "I'm not done yet, and I got some stuff left to prove. And I'm going to be on, you know, trying to compete this off season. So you'll see me out there." And sure enough, here he is. 
Uh, how does Jacqueline Dahlstrom look? Does she look amazing? Haven't seen her yet, but yeah, I mean, I think she's, I think she's still in very top form. Uh, Annika Greer is here. Annika Greer has been like, she was so close to making it this year to the games. I don't think she was impressed with herself or, you know, or thinks maybe she could have uh, done better at Rogue last year. So I think, again, she's got a lot that she'll want to prove. I think that uh, she's going to, I think she's going to come in in top form as well. So I don't think it's going to be a runaway for Karen Frey. I just, I do think she's a favorite, but these at games, caliber athletes that didn't make the games this year. Turi Helgadotter being another one, Elena Caratala from Spain. I think all of them are going to come in off of, a, you know, pr probably a pretty good training session this summer, knowing this is one of the biggest prize purses available in terms of the top prize or second place prize. I mean, Karen Freyover won the French throwdown in June and that winning that was less money than it is for taking second place here. So, you know, there's a lot of money on the line. It's a big earning opportunity and a big chance for some of these, especially uh, European athletes who didn't make the games like Yorgos Karavis. He didn't make, he didn't make it this year after making it the last two years. You probably want to send a message too. So he's uh, a former French throwdown winner. Freyova did June, then the games and now this. Yeah. It's going hard, right? Yeah, definitely. Damn. Uh, do you have a pick for, uh, out of these boys as a winner? Well, the workouts are all announced already, except for one, the final. Um, and I think that it's going to make for quite a compelling competition. I was actually looking at them. I can't remember if I was doing it with Tyler or John or JR, but I was having a conversation with one of them over the last couple of weeks after they were announced. Because obviously, obviously, Tyler Watkins is uh, pumping up Travis Mayer to uh, – we'll see if it's an appropriate level or not. I think probably not for what he's saying, but it's great uh, anyway. And these workouts look really good for Travis. Um, but at the same time, like Yona and Lazar were training together yesterday. I was actually invited to go train with them. I just wasn't up for it after, after the overnight flight. Uh, and, and, you know, Lazar told me, he's like, Yona is the king of Europe right now. Mm. And Lazar will, you know, he will definitely want to take, you know, take Yona in this one. Um, so I think it's going to be a, a, bit, a good battle. I actually, uh, I might put out some picks today now that I've seen the updated roster. I'm obviously working with uh, to update the stats based on the roster changes as well. So I have some work to do, but I might I might put out some picks. It'll be one of those three guys. Uh, b meaning uh, Lazar, Travis, or Janikowski. Yeah, I think that they're the the cut above. Not to say that the other guys aren't good, but those are the three I would expect. And Travis Mayer was here last year. He had. Uh, a kind of a slow start to the competition. And in that the first event last year was a run that was advertised as a certain distance. And I think it was a little less than that. Can you believe that would ever happen? The, the, say, say that again, that, say that again, that what would ever happen? That a competition would advertise a run of a certain distance. And oh, be no. the actual distance. I, I'm starting to think that um, the uh, run was actually a uh, uh, 5k. And everyone's watches were wrong. Yes. 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 I mean, I don't know, the, but here's the, this is the interesting thing about that. I have two thoughts is, about this. One of them okay, is pertaining great. specifically to the CrossFit games 5k this year. Mm -hmm. If you've, if you've studied the history of the CrossFit games and, and by studying this history of CrossFit games, the best, the easiest way to do that is just to go listen to Bill and Chase as they're, uh, they've evaluated the programming year after year over the last couple of years. They'd say in almost every single episode, the distances listed at the CrossFit Games are not accurate. 
they're not necessarily exactly a two mile run, exactly a 500 meter ocean swim. Like there's a little bit of degree of variability to those distances, but it doesn't matter. All of the athletes are doing the same distance. So, you know, you have to get to the finish line first and that's how you get the most points, which is true, but the athletes are getting quite smart. The, tra- the coaches and, and the training methodologies are getting quite advanced and they'll take into consideration what is the actual distance. And I might run a 2.7 mile run different than I'd run a 3.2 mile run. And I might be looking at my watch and looking at my heart rate and having a specific intent based on the listed distance. And we don't have a chance to run the course first to, first to know for sure. And it's not on track. So we don't definitely know the, the distance or the laps remaining or whatever. Obviously, you know, so there's some element of strategy in there. The other thing that I didn't love about it is that they were promoting the global 5K this year. And so they were encouraging everyone to go on the app and log their 5K time. And so you would hope that especially everyone that maybe was doing it there on site would have an accurate distance to run. When you listen to Dave talk about it and he says, dude, we wheeled it four different times with, you know, over different days, different people, different wheels, all this other stuff. Like, what more do you want us to do? You can't really argue with him on that either. And if the watches are reading something different than the wheel, like I kind of, I really like the fact that he's calibrating one of those things and going to test it in a different environment. He's curious. He wants to know. He wants to get it right too. You know, Dave, he's a very exact person. So he's not happy about that. He he probably hates this. He hates this. Yeah. He's not happy about it. No, but he's, but he also is like, but, but I was there. Like I told the guys, measure it again, make sure it's right. And so after the fact to then have many athletes show the data, the screenshots of their watches that shows, by the way, not exactly the same distance every time. Each one of those things is a little bit different as well. Right. It just, you know, anyway, last year at Madrid, the reason why I brought it up is because there was a run. There was a listed distance that the athletes afterwards said might not have been that exact distance. And the times that they came back in were really tight. Like, 20 or there was 80, 80 something men in the elite individual division last year here. And I think 40 of them were within 20 seconds or something. And Travis was a little bit jet lagged or didn't warm up well, or didn't kick at the right time. And he lost like 10 spots by like three seconds. And it basically cost him a chance to win the competition. So I think he'll have something to prove at this competition in part- in particular as well. Mm-hmm. And with the fact that the, the events this is a cool, it's a cool competition in this regard. I don't think every competition could always get away with this, but it's four days of competition for the elites and they never take the floor more than twice in a day. So you should be getting a great opportunity to recover, rest, recharge, and have really high level output and intensity from all of the elite athletes in all of the events. I think that's to Travis's advantage. How many events, Brian? Seven scored events over four days. So it's like a 2-1-2-2 format in terms of scored events for the elites. I'd also like to point out that other weird things can happen on the run too, that what we saw happen in Dubai that one year is that the course wasn't marked in, there, in, in a way that, that the athletes could follow. And I think it was the women, they cut the course in half because someone made a left-hand turn and everyone followed it, right? Yeah, on the, on the uh, ski hill in the mall, yes. Yeah, that was incredible. Hey, wasn't Roman at that event? Uh, I don't know if, he and I think we saw Roman him. compete. I think we saw Roman compete against Ricky and Ricky. Roman was supposed to win that event with the ski. It was a skier and the run and Ricky actually mm-hmm. beat him. Right. Came down the hill significantly ahead of Roman. Oh, Remember I that? mean, 
uh, Ricky crushed everyone. This is 2021. Roman was there. He ended up winning the competition, but Ricky won that event. The top five that year, Roman, Lazar, Ricky, Jeff Adler, and Willie George. Wow. Wow. What happened to Willie George this year? He didn't make it to the games? Was he on he team? make it to the games. Okay. Uh, How did you pull I, that up I, so I, fast? Do you travel with an extra monitor? No, I'm, but I'm, using, I'm just using two windows right now. Oh, that's impressive. Okay. Um, uh, good event. Uh, so you're, do the individuals start tomorrow or the team start tomorrow or both? Tomorrow's Wednesday. I think it's, it's Wednesday here already. Okay. So when I say tomorrow, I mean here local time. But uh, by, you'll be sleeping, I think, when the competition starts. Did you do you know where the competition's showing? I just saw this. This is fucking impressive. It, it might not be impressive to you because you're not familiar with this network because you're, I don't know if you're a fight fan, but this is saying it's playing on the zone. And for us fight fans, this is well. like, yeah, this is huge. Like, like all of us have subscriptions to the the zone. That's like shitloads of good fights. You know, I mean, Canelo fights there. These are. These are massive fights they put on. It's interesting that they got on DAZN. Did you know that? And are you familiar with that network? Patrick educated me about it uh, yeah. on the Be Friendly show that we did a couple days ago. And uh, the Spanish broadcast will be on that channel. The English one will be through YouTube. Yeah, that's crazy. Congratulations. That's cool. And you're doing the, you're doing the commentary? For the English, yes. Not for the Spanish. Okay. And who are you doing it with? Greg Langto, who I'm not sure if you'll know who he is or not. Okay. So I, I just want to review where you've been. So you did um, Finland, and then you did the uh, Team Pit, and now you're doing Madrid. Skip the Iron and, Games. Oh, and the Iron Games. Shit, I knew it. I, and I was going to throw a joke in there uh, that I forgot to mention Lena Richter, and of course I forgot the Iron Games. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So this will be the uh, fourth consecutive week doing the commentary for a CrossFit competition in three different countries. Are you um, are you just going from location to location, or do you go back home and refuel? I spent. I had one night where I was in Charlotte for like uh, eleven hours. Okay. And then I went. from and then I, I was basically I come back from Finland, went to sleep, woke up and went to Utah. I went to Chicago to visit some friends and family there because I was going to borrow a car in Chicago, drive to Michigan, take the car back, and then fly out of O'Hare to Madrid. So that just kind of made sense as a nice logistically and obviously to see some friends and family that I left uh, a couple months ago when I moved. So that was a little bit of a recharge, but. Still kind of a life on the road, not sleeping in your own bed, you know, not doing laundries, recycling the same clothes, having to like re-up on some uh, necessities like, you know, toothpaste and emergency and stuff like that. Um, so uh, uh, so you've been on the road uh, and now going back to the where they're broadcasting, I don't see the show scheduled. Maybe I'm on the wrong YouTube station. You this, I some? will learn more about. I will learn more about this today. We're having a meeting about this today, uh, this afternoon, with Hanu, my friend from Finland, who 
guy who brought me there for the Finland competition. He's working as a production manager for the broadcast for this competition. Um, actually, the uh, organizer of this competition, Alfonso Chumoro, uh, invited us both to be part of it in Berlin at the semifinal last uh, in oh, June. Shit. So that's cool. Be down here today meetings this afternoon about that. So have more information at that point. Okay, so uh, so nothing. So for you today, it's Wednesday. It's five, it's uh, six a.m., six ten a.m. You're in Madrid, um, and you and there's nothing for you today. Today you're just getting your bearings straight, trying to get over your jet lag and get prepped for tomorrow, Thursday, and that's when you'll actually start the broadcast. Correct. Okay. Um, what um, uh, shifting gears here? Uh, did, we had um, uh, we had Roman Krenikov on today. Did you see the post Roman made today regarding um, his feelings? Uh, I think that's almost a quote from him. His feelings regarding uh, what happened between him and Adler. I I did see the post. I did not see the show that you did with him. I was sleeping. So, in a nutshell, he basically said that. He made this post because it's been brought to his attention that Adler's been speaking about it on podcast and that he's not upset with Adler and Adler's his friend and he sees him as his competitor. And it's not like him and Medeiros have never said a word but him to each other, but him and Adler have talked and everything's cool. Um, they talked prior to the games, not, not since the games. And um, he's been staying low for the last two months or however long it's been since the game, spending time with his family and licking his wounds. And that basically it's been brought to his attention that Adler's been talking and he just wanted to express his opinion, no hard feelings, but that um, he doesn't think that this is a sportsman-like conduct. But he's not mad. He's just saying, hey, if Adler's going to talk about it, then I'll talk about it too. And uh, it's not uh, his opinion is, is that this shouldn't be sportsman-like contact. And then he also alluded to the fact that like, hey, I couldn't fucking throat punch the guy because I'm fucking visiting from a foreign country and I got to watch my P's and Q's. Uh, with a little hyperbole, but that's basically what he said. I think that's a summation. If anyone thinks I'm uh, uh, took an hour and fifty minutes to get that, but if anyone thinks I'm wrong about that, um, uh, l let me know. Um, there were a couple weird things. Rosa said that she got some weird texts from Caroline uh, during the games or just prior to the games. Um, it was hard to tell exactly. It, it looked like just the only time Adler touched him is when he was trying to get the crowd up and going. And he and he touched Roman during those times when, but but Roman said that he shouldn't do, he should have been, had the situational awareness to know like hey I'm too close to you to do this and then maybe it was just an excuse to hit Roman, but either way it's fine I don't have a strong opinion on I, I I'm I like that the whole thing's transpiring and we get to talk about it as a community I'm cool with it all but I also like trash talking, but I'm, I'm curious do you have any um, insights on the actual incident we'll start there and then uh, we'll follow up after you ask about uh, talk to me about what your insights are on the actual incident at the games what you think about about it playing out in the uh, community okay go ahead what do you know any, do you have any insights about the incident as it occurred at the games between roman is and there, uh, Adler? is there uh there's a specific incident that's being like focused in on or just the overall the in, well the, the primary the pri there's, there's the primary incident is during the run um Adler was chirping him and basically trying, telling him run faster, run faster, run faster. And then Roman was like, Hey dude, what are you doing? And wanting some space. Roman felt like he was too close to him. So finally Roman slowed down and let him pass. Um, but that also Adler went like this to get the crowd excited and hit Roman and he didn't like it. And, th and that's the incident. And it sounds like Roman 
at the event also reported this to the CrossFit game staff and Adler was chirping him in Russian, which makes which made Roman think, okay, this, this is part of this guy's tactic, which we, which we know it is because Adler's since come out and said, Hey, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, I was working all the angles and, you know, and, and, and the, the, the popular talk on the internet is, is that it's very interesting. It's like, Hey, it's perfectly okay for Adler to talk shit, but there seems to be little tolerance for, Roman to be like it's not cool to talk shit but the truth is is that's kind of talk you, that's cool too they're both cool like it's cool to say don't talk shit and it's cool to talk shit or you, like you can do both I think in did my you see world. Adrian Conway's comment I did not even like that even Adrian's was the only I, I, the problem is, is I didn't like everyone piling on but I did like I mean, Adrian's were, comment well over a thousand comments on there. So yeah, I, I didn't. I I liked if Adrian's comment wouldn't have been in there with like I felt like it was a melee of just a like of just like people not being cool to Roman. Here's another thing: all you motherfuckers were on the Roman bandwagon, and now he doesn't fit in your box, and so you're like throwing shit at him. It's like, dude, and and he did put it in context too. Um, first first of all, remember. People were cheering Roman, 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 and grown men were crying in the stands. And there's never been an event like that at the CrossFit Games. This may have even surpassed the Rebecca Fuslia thing. I, not maybe, it did. And this may this easily surpassed the, the Julie Foucher thing walking on her hands. This was crazy. This surpassed Rich Phoning falling off the rope. This was nuts. And now, so you got to put that in context. And then he's also visiting from a war torn country. He's away from his family. He can't fucking go back for political reasons. I mean, where's the little bit of the like, it's just like, don't be a pussy. Like my sin, I agree with Adler should be able to talk all the shit he wants. I like that. But there's like, let's put this thing in a little bit of fucking context. You know what I mean? I think your thoughts. Well, first I want to hear about what you think, what you know about the incident. I know you have some insights about by the incident. Let's just say the, the relationship as it evolved between Roman and Adler at the CrossFit games. Yeah, Mr. Friend, well, <clears throat> from be friendly. You know, fitness. At the games, I, I, unlike you, I, did, I spent no time in the athlete warm-up area. Like mo all of the time that I'm spending at the CrossFit Games is preparing for each event with the broadcast team, and then we go to the field of play to, you know, to do our jobs and broadcast the event. So I, at the games themselves, I have very little opportunity to see anything from the athletes other than what they do on the field of play. But I do have an opportunity to talk to a lot of different people there and I had been hearing from, I don't know, maybe a half dozen different people that would range from uh, athlete to coach to manager to media personalities that would be that were in the athlete warm up areas before and after events. That and basically my takeaway was kind of what you said is that you know Adler sees Roman as one of his biggest competitors and threats, and he's trying to get in his head, and that he's intentionally sitting on the rower next to him. He's intentionally taking the C two bike next to him after an event he's making a comment about hey i thought you were good at that how can i beat you hey i thought you were supposed to be the guy who was the best at this thing what happened uh, hey you're gonna give me this one too you know like th these types of remarks um and i didn't think too much of it i was like you know people the athletes like i have had opportunities to be in the back in the athlete warm-up areas before in uh and, and I, and, you know, and so I've had like some int integration with that and their athletes all have different approaches. You know, some of them like to be on their own. Some of them have their friends that they'll go and hang out with. Some of them will spend time with their coaches. Um, sometimes their coaches are significant others. So they're just like kind of weirdly doing this romance thing in the corner. 
some of them are taking naps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see, you've been back there. Like, yeah, you know this. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Car Saunders, Car Saunders showed up at the games in love. Do you remember that? That was fucking amazing. <laughs> so to me, it's like in the warm up area, whatever. It's like it's to each their own. But I also like for me, it's like. I, I I probably wouldn't I don't I don't know and I'm not also I'm not trying to win the CrossFit Games like I don't love it I guess I didn't like like hearing that about Adler but I don't didn't think I didn't it didn't feel like he was doing anything that was crazy inappropriate um, and so I and then I just like kind of forgot about it you know I've uh, and then when Roman put that post up I was kind of surprised because I was I was like huh like I knew he was upset about it but I didn't know that that he would make a post about it. And so then I've just been sitting back the last couple of days and seeing everyone's reactions. And I do think that it's a, uh, it's a little strange how quickly people will turn on a dime with their opinion about something based on a thing that, I mean, you have to keep in mind, he's had a month to think about this. He wrote a paragraph in a, in a language that he doesn't speak. Which is I obvious want, like, which is obvious when you read it. Yeah. There's some, so, there's so, some so, grammatical mistakes that are like, yeah, like, that, that foreigners make like you realize that it's like he's trying to express something I, I, you want to hear something else brian I, I thought about this after the show actually i thought about this during the show towards the end i think he was a little embarrassed i think he was a little embarrassed that it turned into an hour and 52 minute conversation about something he really didn't care that much about i think oh uh yeah i think i think he was a little embarrassed like he was cool. He showed no aggression during the show either. He didn't, he didn't seem upset even a tiny bit. He was laughing. He was jovial. I told him he looked like a turtle. He laughed. <laughs> did he understand the things you were saying in English or did Rosa always have to translate for him? Uh, yes. Yes. I think his, I think his, <clears throat> excuse me. I think his comprehension of English is improving. I think he actually can say more in English than he wants to let on, but he, doesn't have the confidence to, and I totally understand that. That's probably okay. how it is for me being here in Spain. I could try to speak in Spanish, but as soon as I do, the, everyone knows, just talk to this guy in English. <laughs> right, right, right. Anyway, uh, I, I, think that, I think that the response that you had was a, was a good response. It was to like, well, there's obviously more to the story here. Let's try to find it out. He's taken the initiative to put something out there, but this isn't everything. Let's talk to the guy or her, try to talk to the guy and see what he has to say. Every, you know, Adler's already had his chance to talk on several uh, platforms and Roman hasn't taken those opportunities. He, he flew to Dubai to, to handle some political things. He has to take care of his injury. You know, like you said, he's spending time with his family. So uh, then there's people that are like, this is ridiculous. Why didn't he just say it right away? It's like well, he had some other pretty important things that he needed to do. Um. I, I want to pull this comment up by Philip Kelly, Josh Bridges, Jason Kleber, Rich Froning. They all trash trash talked. It's fun. I I can't remember the exact incident. Uh, maybe Brian can remember, but someone did, I think, swim over Josh Bridges once or a lot of athletes talked about getting swam over. And I think Josh said that if he, if he found out who did it or something, he'd beat the fuck out of him. And so like, uh, that depends if he finds out it's Chad McKay. I don't know. <laughs> right. That's a good. That's a good name. Blast from the past. Did you see him? Is he in Madrid coaching someone? Why'd you come up with him? Good swimmer, Just, massive dude, and oh. I don't know if Josh could kick his ass. <laughs> right, all fair. Yeah, right. God, Chad's a cool dude. Um, I, 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 
you know, Roman said something about like, hey, I told the CrossFit game staff, is it okay if I elbow him in the face and fucking shove him to the ground or something like that? And I, and I think he was being facetious, but the game staff said, please don't do that. And he, 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 he wouldn't do that. But I think one of the reasons why he wouldn't do that is because he doesn't want to get kicked out of the country or punished to be forced to have to do a semifinal and fucking the gulag. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like it all. Um, here we go. Uh, Gravitron 33. Yes, Brian Adler didn't do anything wrong. This is some sour grapes by Roman should have kept it to himself if he didn't want to talk about it. I don't know. Hey, for all we know, it's a head game back to, um, Adler is what is, we don't know. I'm okay with it all. I'm glad it all came out publicly for me. I mean, fuck, I couldn't get Roman on the show. And now, and now he came right. on the show. Yeah. So I, I know like we've it. been, we've been talking about that for probably two years trying to get him on the show. And here we go. Jake Hoover, Roman and Jeff beef is going to get more, uh, is going to get mentioned more at the rogue invitational than Annie Thor's daughter being a 10 time games athlete got mentioned at the games. Yeah, that's cool. 12 time games athlete. Oh, there we go. Well, where, where did, um, where did uh, Annie finish? You just did a, a, a rankings. I, I updated my all time rankings, uh, for CrossFit games, individual performances at the games. Yeah, I do. I've been doing. You know that I've been doing that for uh, every year for a couple of years. Yeah, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to go to be friendly uh, fitness, and that's that's in totality. That's for people who are retired, current. That's for everything. Yes, but it only accounts for their individual performances at the CrossFit Games, which is something that for some reason all of the Rich Froning fans out there cannot understand. I, I understand, understand why the Rich Froning fans don't understand it. I totally understand why they don't understand it. It's somewhat insulting, though. It's like I've and and, the, and we even clipped a, a segment from the show of me talking about Rich's impact on the sport and the fact. I know. That I saw it. Razor. I wanted to throw up. I saw it. Don't what ever do be right. Don't ever be up. right and show up because it's 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 accurate and it was on my phone. I want to live in my own little delusion. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and so but, but but this is the thing. Yes, this is. Uh, I don't know where it's right there. Top forty mile crest. Oh, okay. The female is to the right of it. Um, yeah, so these are not taking into their account semifinals, open, rogue invitational, Dubai's from the past, any of that stuff. This is how many times did they go to the CrossFit Games as an individual and what did they do there? So the one on the right is the updated one. Uh, Matt Fraser, Rich Froning, Patrick Vellner. So Patrick, why does Patrick have an asterisk by his name? The guys with the asterisks by their names are the ones that I either moved up or were new to the list this year. Okay. There were very, uh, there were only, I think there were only six total of those. Wow, look at that. Medeiros has two CrossFit game wins, and he's still seventh. Well, he had two CrossFit games wins last year also, and I put him seventh, and, I, and we talked about it, and I said, well, first of all, to get on this list at all, you must show up to the CrossFit games at least three times. And it's... I still think it's a really difficult thing to assess in sports in general, but specifically in this for, sport to assess. Let's just say that Justin Medeiros never made the CrossFit Games again. So he has a third place in the 2020 year that we know is a little bit weird. Mm. It's not his fault, but it was weird. Two mm. wins and then a 13th. Okay. Then, I see what you're saying. That it's not that much different than um, Miko Salo's resume. Pat Barber is number 40. Not only is he number 40, he actually commented on the post. He goes, 
Hell yeah. Still made the list. Number 40. <laughs> Something like that it was amazing. Wow. Logan Collins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is... For me, this is a fun thing to do. I'm not consulting with anyone else on it. Obviously, people have their own opinions, but it but it is, I think, really not a, a really a cool thing for people who might be new to this sport to look and say, like, who the heck is this guy? Who the heck is this girl? And maybe yeah, yeah, to be inspired sure. to go back and watch some of the old games coverage, watch some of the old behind the scenes because there's so much good stuff back there, and you can still watch it all. Uh, and so for I'm really what I'm hoping is that people who've been around for a long time will offer some educated insights of their own and people who are relatively new will go back and, and be inspired to look at some other some stuff from past eras. All the women on here. I am. Oh, no, oh, yeah. Wow. Tennille. Wow. Carrie. That's an Kepler. example of someone with a. You know, both Tennille and Kerry Kepler had relatively short games careers, but they were pretty good during the time that they competed there. And God, how dude, I thought Tennille, I thought Tennille like, was going to be a games champ. And how do you balance that against someone like Stacey Tovar with eight games appearances, even though during her eight games appearances, she didn't have as, as impressive of performances in any specific year as Tennille or Kerry. Dude, so those, Carol, those, Carol Ann Tebow. Holy shit. Yeah. You know what's yeah. crazy is I know the women better than the men. I wouldn't have thought that. I know all these women. I can picture That's all these true. women. Really? You know every single guy on the list. No, but ah. Let me see. Let me see. Just, I feel like there's some guys. I would have never thought um, uh, Logan Collins would be on the all time um, men's list. I would have never thought that. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be. I just, I'm not familiar with his career. Um, uh, Lucas Hoberg. I'm not familiar with his career. Well, he made the podium one year, right? Third place in 2018, which is actually I'm working on something with Barkley right now, where we're going to try to take each individual CrossFit Games in isolation with the athletes based on their performance up to that point in their careers, and 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 evaluate which was the strongest field at the CrossFit Games. Mm. Logan Collins had four finishes at the CrossFit Games of 15th or better. Crazy. Crazy. I had no idea. In four four consecutive years. Well, not in four consecutive. In four consecutive appearances. Sorry. Three three consecutive appearances. 2017, 18, 19. How many games was Nico Salo in? How many games? Yeah, three, four. four, Well, uh, three. I qualified for four, but he withdrew from one. God, it's amazing that he's above Tommy. God, you're right. This is really hard to do. Um, and there was someone else on here that I'm not too. Uh, Alex Anderson. I would have never thought he was on here. Not to say he doesn't deserve it. I just I'm, I I always would always see him at the games. I just never knew how he did. Yeah, because and that's this actually goes back to the guy who made the comment about Andy Thor's daughter. That's because he finished in a range that doesn't get a lot of attention. He made four CrossFit games, four consecutive years. His finishes were 13th, 11th, 8th, and 13th. And then those were 2015, 16, 17, 18, which were four very competitive years. You had Barber knock out Rob Forte and Lucas Parker. Yeah, they didn't. They, those guys. James Fitzgerald. 
Is James the only? So the 2007 athletes are the only. They're the only games winners that champions. Champions are the only winners who aren't on the list. Neither of them. Did Jolie Gentry ever make any of the lists? I didn't go down to 40 in all the years prior, but okay. um, on the wet, I mean, uh, so I, so I don't know. I've been building it as I do this more and more every year. I, I try to build it out a little bit like this year when I do the uh, 2024 rankings, worldwide rankings for every athlete who could potentially be competing in the individual field. I think I'm going to go to 200. Oh, okay. Okay. I like it. That's a lot of work. It might, it might be like, uh, I might rank one through 100 and then I might say, here's the next 100 because I have less information about them. So it might be like alphabetical, the next 100 or something. Like that. The, the, I don't want to, I don't want to poo poo the Madrid championships at all, but the real only implication out of here that I'm taking is Travis Mayer. That's going to be the biggest implication. Meaning this, if Yanikoski wins, we still have fucking eight months before the CrossFit Games happens again. We're not sure if he's going to be able to sustain it, if it was a fluke, if he won, what. What we want to see is, is Travis Mayer okay? Is he too old? Does he still have the competitive edge? Can he still hang? Like, right? That That's the big story at the Madrid um, championships this year. Where's Travis Mayer going to land? Would you say the, the biggest implication? It's so far. And obviously with the presupposition that the games is the crown jewel, but it's come, it's all the way around on the other side of the track still. I and like you I said, this are... is a community event. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that that's, I'm sure for, for many people, the Travis Mayer is of, of extreme interest here. Um, for me, there's a lot of things that I'm pretty curious about. Uh, you know, it, it's like, it's, it's not as big of a name or as storied as a career, but like Luka Jukic made the games two years ago and he hasn't been able to, to you know, he was close the previous year. He withdrew this okay. last year. He's done all these competitions. Like I'm curious if he's going to round the corner in the way that his brother did. Right. You know, I'm, 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 I'm curious. I like that. That's true too. But he's, he's going to have to win it to make that statement. Or, or, or top two. He's going to have to say podium. Okay. He's going to have to, it's, he, he can't just be how I want to see how Victoria Campos does. Okay. She's been the, she's been the best in South America for two running years. Right. She hasn't gotten a chance to compete against any meaningful competition other than the CrossFit games. She's done. Okay. For someone from, for a female from South America at the CrossFit games, but nothing stand out. She like, I want to see how she does against, um, you know, to girls that just barely missed the game from U.S. and and Europe this year, like Jack and Dahlstrom and Annika Greer, and uh, and 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 in part, I want to see that because it might it might show some validity to the worldwide ranking system, but it might draw into question it a little bit more. But more than anything, it gives her a chance to compete in what I would say is a like a relatively a field that's relatively appropriate for someone that has her ability, and give us some more insight into what how how good are you actually. Okay, we take away the top 20 women from the world. Well, we have one of them here in Karen Freyova. And take away, there's like one other girl from South America that's competing here, Valentina Rangel. Okay, how can you do against the semifinal field from Europe? Uh, and, she and needs what would to, that she needs like? to, Yeah, she needs to podium to make a statement. And, and actually, along those same lines, Annika Greer needs to do something too. For herself, but for us, as, as fans for us, but obviously for herself to rebuild her confidence, right? Hey, I belong. 
I come over here to Madrid and look, I beat bitches up. Yeah, and first, and as, and a, and a, especially for me, attempting to do these uh, two hundred deep rankings, like those are athletes that I want to have some more information about. Let Let me ask you some quick questions here, just some fun shit. Uh, Sydney Michalishian. Can, can we go? Can we go one for one? You ask a question. I ask a question. Perfect. Yes. Uh, Sydney Michalishian uh, fucks up the road qualifier. Uh, devastated, right? Uh, we love her here on the podcast. Huge fan. Wouldn't it have been great to see her at fucking Madrid instead? Because she probably didn't go to Madrid because she's going to Rogue. But wouldn't it have been great to see her go to Rogue and fuck some shit up? I mean, uh, to Madrid and fuck some shit up. And when you see that, aren't you like, damn? I mean, you can't know in hindsight that she was going to fuck up some sort of tape measurement. But like, that is someone I'd like to see go there and go up against Karen Freyova and Victoria Campos and uh, Annika Greer. But yeah, too late, right? She can't go. She can't get on a plane and go now, right? She's here. She's competing on a team with Noah Olson. Oh. Smith and Lana Richter. oh shit good listening skills Savon. okay all right okay so she was going to do both anyway can she yeah, pivot and do individual here. no she can't do that because that'll let her team down okay uh next name hannah black any sign of her at madrid it's my turn to ask a question oh sorry okay go ahead did tommy marquez dye his hair he did. I watched the uh, uh, Tonto. Tonto dyed his hair. I watched the Talking Elite Fitness podcast today with the Lone Ranger and Tonto. That I did. Uh, he did dye his hair. He looks good with it. He kept his hat on the whole time. He was in Marston Sawyer's bedroom. That was weird. Uh, great show by them. <laughs> I uh, I just I was I opened up YouTube before I called you this morning and I saw thumbnail for the Roman show, thumbnail for their show, and I was like, did he dye his hair? Okay. Yeah, he kept he kept his he kept his hat on. I watched the show. It's it's a it's a good it's a good show. Um, uh, it's funny you bring that up because I, I, once again, they, <laughs> they mentioned that Roman was doing an interview tonight, but they couldn't say what show it was on. I'm like, what the, like, what is wrong with you guys? Uh, anyway, uh, Hannah Black, any, uh, big name, um, uh, made a big name for herself by, uh, winning a lift at, at the semifinal, right? Fill me up. And when can we see her compete again? Is she in Madrid? She's not in Madrid. Big name. I mean, she she won the, she won a one round max lifting event in a semifinal. Yeah, she stuck that stuck in my head. I'm seeing her. She's the new Danny Spiegel. <laughs> okay, well, I hope that we see her show up at, at an off season competition. So far, I haven't seen her on the Rogue leaderboard. She's not here in Madrid. I know I haven't seen her announce any invites to Dubai, which is the only way to get there this year. So that leaves Wadapalooza. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Uh, fair enough. Hopefully we see you there. What about this girl that I liked something? Carl's- I think she'll need to qualify. I think she'll need to qualify for what, what the qualifiers start in eight days or something like that. Oh yeah. So hopefully she signs up for it. Do, um, do you want to do, let's do a show together where we pump up the qualifier. When can we do that? When do you finish this Madrid thing? Let's do a show and pump that fucking thing up. Let's have uh, uh, uh Dylan on or something. Dylan is difficult to get on, but we can invite him. Okay. And, uh, yeah, oh, she's doing know. crash. She's doing crash. Hannah Black's doing crash. Go. All right. Um, um, that's, uh, that's perfect. That's a great competition for her to do. Actually, that will be a, a really good. I will not do the top 200 rankings prior to crash either, because there's um, a lot of re- very relevant athletes in the like 50 to 100 range that are competing there that are looking to take that next step forward. Uh, can we get Michelle Baznet on? I hope so. She was great. I really liked her. I had fun with her on the show. She's cool. 
I'm, I'm not just you saying invited her back. No, but, but I actually like enjoyed, enjoyed her. Like I, like there's guests I like, like I, like I vibed with her. I, I, we were, we were cruising. Uh, what, what, who's the girl I like? Brian Carlson. Uh, is it a Hannah Carlson also? Yes. Hannah Carlson. Very impressive. Where's she at? When can I see her? Is she in Madrid? Can I see her compete again? I think she was supposed to compete here and had an injury. And so she won't be, it was going to be, I think, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I don't think she's competing though. I'm checking the updated roster now. I went to their leaderboard and it was last year's leaderboard. I think had points from last year still in it. Uh, yeah. Or they, then their qualifier will be online, but their uh, the one for this week is not. And like, I don't think they've even announced that Karen Frey is competing, which is kind of crazy to me. Why wouldn't you announce that? Uh, uh, resources. It's all resources. Oh, okay. Finally, this one's just completely out of left field. I thought Why? it was my turn to ask a question. Okay, go ahead. I saw a teaser recently for um, – it's very well made, actually. I appreciated the fine details of it for the behind the scenes. Oh yeah. Uh, when's the when's the first episode coming out? I I honestly don't ever know if it's coming out. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> All right, wasted question, I guess. Uh, I really don't know, or else I would tell you. I have no idea. I did hear. I spoke to uh, the guy who's putting it together. So you're just stringing it. You're just stringing everyone along, then. Uh, I'm stringing myself along. Yeah, I'm stringing you guys myself. I want it to come out. It's not, but it's like. I'm too busy doing shows with you and raising my kids. And like, I've kind of just let it out to one of my buddies to put together. And he told me that he thinks episode is one Gary? is like almost done. No, no, no. Very, no, very different kind of guy than Gary. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you know we'll what? see. We should do a show with you, me and Gary sometime. I'd love to do that. You have to okay. With land the plane. Here, here is uh, here's here's a weird one for you. Why doesn't Christine Colenbrander come out to this competition and just fucking destroy everyone and take the money home and and bang her husband at some nice hotel in Madrid? I did see some nice hotels actually when I was driving around yesterday. <laughs> that was the least. That was the least interesting thing I said. I know what you're doing. You're buying time. Why? Why? A, a great athlete. Uh. Uh. Why? Why? Why doesn't she? That? Or let me even throw out one more person. Why doesn't Kelly Baker come back? Why doesn't she? She got all the fitness. Why doesn't Kelly Baker show up and 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 put her foot down and build some confidence here? Go beat up on some some on some ladies. Great question. <clears throat> both <clears throat> both women that would be absolutely fun to see in an environment like this. So Colin Brander would fuck shit up, right? You would think so. I mean, but her and Kelly ended up finishing very similarly at the games, so. Maybe they, you know, you would expect them both to do quite well. Kelly Baker, teacher Schmeacher, sure fucking husband. Her, she's the kept woman. I like she, Rambler. He intentionally spells every athlete's name slightly wrong. Yeah, it ain't cheap to go to Madrid. Like I said, Kelly Baker's a taken care of. Listen, listen. Uh, Jared Stevens can sell, cut off a snippet of his beard and put it in on eBay. <laughs> Pay for that. Um. All right. All right. Uh, hey, thanks for doing this. I know it's a fucked up hour for you. You're having a great hair day. You don't look like it's uh, 5 or 6 or 6.40 in the morning. 
I, I learned from the best. I took a shower before the show. Always. Good job. Are you going to work out today? Yes, absolutely. We'll work out today. And you want to know something that's kind of cool that I found out yesterday? The best disc golfer in the, in the history of the sport is named Paul McBeth. Paul McBeth right. has a foundation that puts disc golf courses in new countries around the world. He did one in Mexico. He did one in Croatia. And this year, he did one in Madrid. And it's 15-minute drive from where I'm sitting right now. And I will absolutely go and play it sometime this week. Wow, crazy. Do you have your discs with you? I brought four discs with me. I've been traveling with them everywhere. Uh, Mason Mitchell, (laughs) Jesus. What about Jesus? Mason Mitchell, by the way, I'm going to the United States Disc Golf Championship competition that's in Rock Hill, South Carolina. If you want to go on Thursday, I have an extra ticket. I'll take you to the game, to the show. Does Does he live there? No. Oh. But he's the guy that no matter when we talk about disc golf, always listens and always says that it's basically killing him slowly. <laughs> oh, good. All right, brother. Anything else you want to add to the show? Really appreciate you coming on. You want to try to get the new disc golf world championship on for an episode? When is that? Well, he, it just finished this past week and Isaac Robinson is his name. Oh, oh, get to get the champ on. Yeah. Uh, let me pull up his Instagram. Uh, Isaac Robinson. Professional disc golfer. Wow. Wow. Here we go. It's like Isaac WRDG underscore 19. <clears throat> Here we go. Two-time major yeah, yeah, champion. He okay. won the Champions Cup at the start of the season, and he won the, the World Championships last week in Vermont. And I did not think that he would be able to win on those courses. It was a, I mean, it was a, and he bogeyed the last hole and still won by two shots. It was really impressive. I can't believe um, he only has 16,000 followers. See if we can get him. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. I follow now. Okay. Uh, I've been talking I, with Ezra Aderhold, by the way, since you know, we had him on, the only other guy we had on. Oh, how is that? How's he doing? I, I, dude, I, th- I mean, I had a great time on that show with you and him. Uh, he's just a good guy. Like, I, it's been it's been fun interacting with him a little bit. Um, I said I hope to me to be able to meet him in uh, in South Carolina next month. Is he still living in a, in a motorhome? I mean, he's on the road for the tour, so probably. Uh, Isaac, I'd love to have you on on the podcast. Just the podcast. Okay. All right. Only nine comments on his most recent post. Jesus. Uh, do, I'm supposed to put something here like, Isaac, check your DMs, please. Isaac, I'd love to have you on my podcast. Okay. You have time to do podcasts like that? Scheduled podcasts? You're too busy traveling the world. When do you come home and just chill? I get back to my house on October 2nd. And then three days later, I'm going to the USDGC. Well, uh, that's the some sort of that's some sort of frisbee yeah, it's, thing. It's disc golf championship, the one I just said. Yes. Oh, I've when is actually, Crash, when is is Crash cool. Crucible? When is Crash Crucible? <clears throat> it's the next week. <laughs> After that. Okay. Yeah. And we're doing the commentary for that, right? Right? 
Dude, it's going to be really good. I'm getting some new equipment. Uh, I think we're going to have a four-camera switcher there. That's the plan. Uh, we just bought it today. We're going to run some tests on it this weekend. We found uh, some adapters that allow people to hook Ethernet up straight to their iPhones, so there'll be no picture issues. We also have cameras there and computers there. I mean, so I'm um, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling like a big uh, black. Uh, I'm feeling like a big black man. <laughs> I was talking with JR about it. You know, he's uh, he has a one one objective, but I think we can do uh, really cool stuff that weekend. I think so too. Tell me, what, what anything in specific? <laughs> I just I think there'll be a lot of uh, I think there'll be a, it'll be a, a cool environment to you know do provide a, like a consistent stream for everything that's happening there for as much as we want to, but also invite in some guests that will offer a really good supplement to what we're doing. Anyone specific you're thinking? Yeah, a lot of people not Taylor Self. Hey, uh, <laughs> you know you know who I want to hear? I want to hear um, Matt Fraser's opinion on the Roman Adler thing. That would be awesome to get his opinion on that, yeah. Yeah, just straight uncensored. I, I, I think it would be pretty have you, crazy. Have you asked him? Yeah, I can't. I, I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny. But I would like... I think a lot of people would really you just ask him. I think I, I did ask him. Uh, I, I, I think a lot of people would really enjoy it. I think so too. Have you asked rich about it? I haven't. That'll be next. That'll be next. I, I, mean, I wanted to give rich a little breathing, the... breathing room. Oh, I will say this though. Roman was very clear that his coaches are rich and Facundo. He was very clear. I know there's been some chatter that people don't get coached there. Rich isn't his coach. He just works out there. He's leaving, blah, blah. Listen, this motherfucker was clear as fucking day. Like, he, one of the few times he interrupted is to be like, yeah, Rich is my coach. So, for anyone who's like, like, like trying to act like mayhem doesn't coach people, like, this guy feels like whatever he needs, he's getting it from uh, Rich and Facundo. So, I'd like to just throw that in there. Go ahead. Sorry. That's great. Yeah, you know, this I thought was, it was great too. I think I actually think that, that one of the most fascinating talking points coming out of this Roman and Jeff situation is surrounding sports in general and growing up playing sports, which obviously you know Rich did a lot of that, and so I, that's that's the main reason why I would like to get his perspective as someone who can relate to the Adrian Conway personality. That's saying, "Hey, it's fucking sports, dude. You talk shit to your opponents. That's what you do. You get in their head. You take any edge to get the win. Afterwards, you say good game, and you see you next week or whatever." And someone who also knows Roman intimately well as a coach-athlete relationship. It's a vulnerable, it might be a vulnerable topic for him, but I think that having the dichotomy of that perspective would be, uh, would be kind of cool. Dell, I bet you Rich and Angelo and Rory will talk about it on the podcast, but they'll kind of be like, Oh, are we going to talk about it? Okay. Let's talk about it. Oh, it's kind of stupid, but okay. Let's talk about it. And then they'll talk about it. You ever watch that podcast? Uh, I've, I've watched, I, I remember I watched the full episode. I think it was their second episode. I watched the full thing oh. and I, I don't watch a ton of CrossFit podcasts actually. It's worth watching. I like it. I'm actually surprised how much I like it. Not, I mean, I like Rory and I like Rich and I like Angelo, but together they're really good. And Angelo's, you know, something An else you know Angelo was, uh, Angelo was at the pit team throwdown last weekend. Was he there with Rich? Sam Demeester and Zoe Jones. Zoe Jones family is, uh, I think, maybe even owns that property. Was he coaching? No. 
Uh, I don't think they were. Uh, Jake Foster was there. He's a Mayhem coach, and he was coaching a young athlete there named Jacob Schaefer. But I don't think any of the others were coaching. I think that Zoe was just home visiting her family. Sam is also from that area, and Angelo and Sam have become good friends, so I think he made the trip with them. And, you know, Angelo was one of the best teenage athletes ever to compete there, so it's kind of a cool environment for him to, to have a presence and show up. I think I think uh, I rephrase that. I don't like the podcast. Sorry, Rich and uh, Angelo and uh, Rory. I just remembered I watched a podcast uh, maybe a couple podcasts ago where one of them alluded to like, hey, were you watching another podcast or the Sevon podcast? And Rory like there were there, like someone's kind of stuck their nose in the air. Like I don't watch other podcasts or no, I wasn't watching Sevons or something like that. Never mind. Fuck you guys. I hate you guys. Strike well, that I'll, I'll say this. I don't, yeah. like I said, I don't, I don't watch a lot of CrossFit podcasts, but I, yeah. I don't really like, I, I don't like the conflict like that. Like let, let everyone do their thing. You know, hey, what's the big deal? If there's a, if, if you're talking about Roman and he's going on the seven podcast, say it. If there was a yeah. relevant topic and it came up on the barbell spin podcast, say it like, who cares? yes, yes, I agree. Dude, I couldn't agree. I couldn't fucking agree more. And uh, one of one of the one of the themes of uh, talking elite fitness tonight between um, uh, the Lone Ranger and Tonto was is that um, talking shit's okay. A little a little sparring's okay. It's it's part of sports. It's part of the thing. A little chirping people having fun, grow grow some thick skin. Like you know, no one's saying anything mean about someone. Like no one's accusing someone of eating babies. You know what I mean? It's just a little chirping. Just this. Just a little trip. escalated quickly. Well, I'm just saying no one's doing that stuff. Like, like in the space, the most you're saying to someone that like no one's no one's saying anything bad. For the most part, there's no like character assassin assassination. No one's like, hey, I saw that person fucking be- beating a guy in a wheelchair with a stick. It's not like that. It's not. It's 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 fine. And I I try to reference anyone I steal shit from, and I steal from all you people out there. Oh, by the way, speaking of stealing stuff from people, I was watching um, Clydesdale podcast today, also live, and it said that um, Sean Sean said something about him, and I was in my garage doing some shit, and he said he's having surgery. Do you know what he's having surgery on? Is he okay? Do you mean Scott? Uh, yeah. What I say, Sean? Yeah, Scott Schweitzer. I do not know, but okay. uh, if he is, and I, I hope that everything goes smoothly and that he's all right. All right, yeah, speedy recovery. Oh yeah, wait. Uh, good point, Patrick. Wait until morning. Chalkup's new podcast. Yeah, you know that they're merging with kettlebells and cocktails. Great. Yep, you're a good dude. All right, love you guys. Uh, see you guys tomorrow morning. UFC fighter uh, Blake Builder. I think he's eight and one. Uh, on tomorrow morning show, seven a.m. Talk to you guys soon, Brian. Thank you. Be friendly, fitness. Bye bye.